Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. We are a house church network uh, celebrating the gathering of the saints in homes as they did for the first 300 years as they did throughout the, the New Testament. Remember, the New Testament was written by apostles doing church in the home, two people doing church in the home. The fivefold ministry, the charismatic gifts, etc., all function best flowing from the family, from the gatherings in which they rotated homes and rotated leaders. And that's what we do today. So we're all about the discipleship process. Visit cwowi.org, our website. You can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out by email. And it's there and in the monthly e-newsletter that we put all the information about our Zoom meetings, our conferences, and stuff like that. We've got quite a bit coming up this year. So anyway, today talking about the relationship between fear and faith. You know, there's a lot of fear out there in the world, and, and people in the world are afraid. And yet we see very clearly in the scriptures, and especially in the New Testament, where anytime the Lord comes on the scene, the first thing he says is, don't be afraid. And so we have to understand that getting rid of fear is not just something you can do on your own. Second uh, Timothy 1.7 identifies fear as a spirit. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so fear being identified as a spirit or demonic influence is, is brings torment to people. And just trying to get rid of it on your own isn't going to, isn't going to work. But getting rid of fear is always based on a foundation of faith. I'll give you an example. In Mark chapter 5, when Jairus is, is following Jesus to his house, because he had said, Jesus, if you will come and just lay hands on my daughter, I believe she will live. And Jesus said, I'll come. And as they were going, word came that Jairus' daughter had died. And immediately when Jesus heard that, he said, don't be afraid, but believe. And that is the juxtaposition of fear and faith right there. And, and you can't just understand faith as just a blanket, I have faith in God, but rather Jairus had a specific word from the Lord. His belief, his faith was, Lord, if you come and lay hands on her, she will live. That is what Jesus said when he said, just believe, but don't be afraid. Jesus was asking him to lay aside the fear the fact that the news that his daughter died and go back to the the initial statement of faith, which is if you come and lay hands on her, she will live. If he chose to believe that simple thing, come and lay hands on her and she will live. Once Jesus said, I'm going to come and do that, then it didn't matter that his daughter died because as long as Jesus was going to be there and lay hands on her, she was going to live. So it didn't matter if she got better, she got worse, she died. It didn't matter. Uh, because Jesus said, I'm going to come and lay hands on her and she'll live. He was acting in accordance with, with Jarvis's faith. You see, people try to get rid of fear and deal with fear without having actually that faith in the Lord, a specific thing. So go back to your life. Go back to the things that the Lord has spoken to you in your life. Do you have things that you know that you know that he has spoken to you about loved ones, about your life, about the plans that he has for you? Go back to those and let that stir up your faith and your confidence in that. You know, it's the same thing. When we hear words that cause us to fear, Jesus says to us, be not afraid, only believe. And when we do that, sometimes we have to go back to the last things that we know that we were promised by him. Go back to your journals, go back to your notes, think about it in your mind. What was the thing when you heard something going on and you consulted him, you got that word of peace. You got that settling, that, that sense of peace and everything's going to be okay. That is the element I'm talking about. You have to go back. 
You have to make a choice. When when Paul wrote that, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, identifying it as, as fear. In fact, in fact, in, in uh, actually in the Greek, it's the word cowardice or, or uh, timidity that God has not given us a spirit of fear, which is actually cowardice or timidity. And you go back and you, you have to mentally confront that. You, you put that fear on hold. You put that timidity and that cowardice on hold. The thing that makes you afraid. And you go back and say, okay, like Jairus is, uh, uh, like Jairus did, you know, what was the thing that I last believed? What was the thing I last had assurance on? And, and for Jairus, it was come and lay hands on her. She will live. And Jesus said, I'm going to come and do that. Um, and realizing that circumstances do not change that original statement of faith. Um, you know, it says in Hebrews chapter 11 of Moses in verses 26 through 28, that Moses, uh, did not, was not afraid of the command or excuse me, afraid of the wrath of the King, but he, but he endured. He was not afraid of the wrath of the King, even though he left his home country, knowing that he had, had to do that to save his life, but he was not afraid and says he endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, Moses had received a promise. If you go back to the life of Moses and you look at what we are told, for instance, in Acts chapter 7, verses 23 through 22 through 25, we are told that Moses was educated in all the ways of the Egyptians. And when he was a fully 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he avenged him, killing the Egyptian. For, and it says in verse 25, for he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. You see, Moses knew when he was 40 years old, 40 years before the burning bush experience, Moses knew he was the deliverer, but he was educated, Stephen tells us in Acts 7.22, in all the ways of the Egyptians. And so he naturally assumed that he would help God out, that God would fulfill his role as the deliverer through a civil war. And so when he buried the Egyptians and the, the only way, the natural way he knew of warfare and everything else, he buried, he killed the Egyptian, buried him in the sand. And he supposed everybody would understand, Moses, you're the deliverer. Let's cause a civil war. Let's get out of Egypt and we'll break away using natural means. And Moses had the revelation right that he was the deliverer, but he had the timing wrong and he had the method wrong. It was 40 years later, after 40 years, one third of his life, he saw the burning bush and the Lord said, hey, stick your hand in your vest and pull it out and throw your, your staff down on the ground and pick it up. These miracles happen of leprosy and then, and then not leprosy. And then the staff became a, a stick and then a snake and then back to a stick again. In other words, God was saying you had the call right. You had the, 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 the core of it right, but you got the method wrong and you got the timing wrong, Moses. And, and many times in life we do that and we're afraid because of that, because of our own mistakes. And that's my, my second point here is that sometimes we're afraid because we, we should be. We, we made a, a huge mistake. And it says of Moses though, that he, he, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He left Egypt. He left his homeland, the only home country he had known his whole life, not being afraid, but enduring as seeing one who's invisible. So Moses recognized he did wrong. Moses recognized he missed it somewhere. And that's what happens with us. Sometimes we get the revelation right, but we get the timing wrong. We get the method wrong. We think I'm going to help God out. And so we take things into our own hands like Moses did and we mess up. And the key to it, folks, is when you see the life circumstances hitting you is dealing with it properly 
Moses had to get out of Egypt to save his life. He started a new profession. He became a shepherd. But along the way, he met a, his wife, had a family, etc., etc. The point is that he, in all of that, he broke it down into the core truth that he still had from God. In spite of all the circumstances out here that went wrong and all the things that confused him and all the things that didn't line up with what he felt God had told him, he chose not to be afraid, but he dropped back into his core of what he knew that he knew that God had told him. He still knew that he was the deliverer. He knew that he had messed up in the timing and the method, but he didn't know how yet. But he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He kept his eyes on, on the fact that he had that call. He had that purpose. He just didn't know how it was going to come to pass. So those two things are elements here. Number one, the circumstances like Jairus, where, 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 you know, we're faced with something that hits us by surprise through no fault of our own, maybe it's world events, maybe it's the news, whatever the case is. And Jairus had to go back to the last thing that God told him. And, and Jesus said, don't be afraid, just believe. And Jairus had to do that all the way to his house until he saw his daughter raised from the dead. Or it could be a circumstance number two, like Moses, who, who had the revelation right, but had the timing wrong and the method wrong. And of his own fault, of his own actions, caused himself to be in the hardship he was in. But he endured, he dropped back to the core of his belief and, and endured as seeing him who is invisible. Again, Hebrews 11, verses 26 through 28 there, and Acts chapter 7, verses 22 through 25. Many times in life, we have the revelation right, we just have the timing wrong. We have the Methodism wrong. We try to, we try to help God. The point is dealing with fear. Fear is a spirit. It, it has torment and, and we deal with it the same way that, that we deal with any other demon. We cast it out. And so sometimes when you make a mistake and you're afraid of what's going to happen, you have to take authority over fear. You have to, in your mind, reject a spirit of fear. I'm not going to be afraid. I don't understand what's happening, but in the name of Jesus, I command that spirit of fear away from me. And you deal with it on that. And then you deal with it in the natural. You do what is right. You do due diligence. You do what is right in the natural. Moses had to do that. Jairus had to do that. They, Jairus had to follow Jesus along to its conclusion, even though he didn't know what that conclusion was. Jesus just said, don't be afraid, but believe. And and to Moses, it, it was a similar thing of he just had to believe. He had to stick to it. So that's that's the, the word I had on my heart for you today of dealing with fear, whether something outside of your control or something that you did, drop back to the core, drop back to the, the last thing that you know that the Lord spoke to you. Deal with the spirit of fear as a spirit. Cast that spirit of fear out and regain your assurance, and regain your peace, and regain your confidence in the Lord, as Moses did, where it says, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Keep your eye on that invisible invisible prize, that invisible revelation that you know that you know what the Lord has spoken to you down inside. All right, I hope that's a blessing to you. Uh, again, visit our website, cwowi.org. You'll find a lot there about house church. You'll find some videos and all sorts of information. Uh, God bless. Hope that's been a blessing to you. Bye-bye.